Welcome. We thank you for listening with us today. We ask that you please stow away and secure all important items. There are no emergency exits. So, just sit back, relax, fasten your earbuds, and enjoy. Dilly dilly, this show is meant to be funny. Dilly dilly, this show is meant to be informing. Dilly dilly, if it's not one or either at certain parts of it, just take it with a grain of salt, and then sometimes I'll give you one and not the other. Dilly dilly, let's go. Coming to you from sunny Orlando, Florida, this is Funny to Informing. And now, without further delay, your host, John Hannon. Funny to informing. My name is John, and this is episode thirty-four. I, I, I think I got that down pat now. Which episode number it is? I, I don't think I'll be ever struggling with it again. Um, today uh, is going to be a good one. If this is your first time listening, welcome. Um, very Ill- illegitimate show um, recorded on a patio studio. Um, there will be burps. Uh, maybe planes flying over. Who knows? You know, the wind's been kicking up today, so you might hear the wind in the background. There's there's no really telling what's going to be going on, but all I know is that we're going to have some fun. Um, today, I'm going to be talking about DigiHears just to get some topics out there. Um, they're not really um, time sensitive. They're not like current, current events, but they have been things that have been going on. And then, uh, you know, after that, I want to talk a little bit about my Halloween Horror Nights experience again. Um, you know, I talked about it briefly, I think like two episodes ago, something like that. And uh, it was cool. You know, I went the last two nights in a row and um, I would say a lot more eventful things happened this time around than uh, the previous weeks I've been going. So I can't wait to get into that a little bit in the second segment and, uh, you know, share some uh, stories. The intro track is brought to you by www.bensound.com and... Um, uh, my first legitimate sponsor of the show is the Trailer Park and Mr. Limp Wiener. Thank you guys for the equipment. I'm using some of it right now. I'm using the uh, scissor mount, so the microphone is right up in my face. And uh, I was trying to use the screen protector, but I couldn't get the clamp working. But I um, I may have Ken um, from 1K Away, another podcast here. Um, he might come over and help me out with some of this equipment so I don't break anything. <laughs> but um, anyways... Um, yeah, today's going to be a good one. So, um, you know, I just want to uh, start off by saying, I guess, um, that uh, things have been calming down for me lately. Um, you know, I actually went and got a haircut recently, which was um, kind of liberating, I guess you could say. Um, you know, I didn't really I didn't really have the long hair because of anything in particular. It was, you know, just the way it was. You know, I didn't really like getting haircuts because I cut it too short or it's not exactly what I wanted. So I always hesitated going over there. But, um, you know, I got my haircut, so that was that was uh, good. You know, my, my head feels lighter. It feels a lot lighter. Uh, I feel a little bit more professional. And, uh, you know, I've only been getting good feedback. So thank you for everybody for all the positive things you're saying about my haircut. 
and uh, you know, so it's uh, it's been it's been a lot better of a week, uh, more calm, more calm. So that's good. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna waste too much time. Um, let's get into Digi here's a little bit. There's only three you know minor ones before moving into segment two. Segment two is the one I'm more excited about because. Halloween Horror Nights, you expect certain things to happen, and you expect it to be a little crazy, but um, the last two nights going was absolutely awesome. There's those planes I'm talking about. I don't know if you're going to hear it or not, but here it comes. Uh, It was awesome. You know, it's uh, a lot more action-packed than I thought, and it wasn't even even too busy. Um, I don't know how to explain that either. It was... uh, you know, Wednesday and Thursday. Wednesday was busier than Thursday, which was weird. But, uh, you know, I can't wait to share those stories. So I, uh, I'm just going to move through these and then try to get to segment two. Um, okay, so did you guys hear that Nivea, Nivea, Nivea skin cream? Uh, it's a German skin cream. I'm, I'm almost positive everybody has heard of Nivea. It's kind of like Dove. And I, I also believe that Dove was thrown into this same troublesome category um, of advertising fairer skin. And a lot of people are taking offense to it because when they say fairer skin, they're trying to get, um, I guess, darker-skinned people, you know, uh, assuming that they want lighter skin um, to accomplish their goal in having lighter skin. And it's um, it's a thing that's becoming offensive to a lot of people, you know, like, oh, you know, how, why aren't you happy with your skin? Or why are you trying to change our color? And, you know, they, they think it might be some kind of worldwide takeover. So, um, you know, that's, uh, to me, that was a little bit interesting. I don't know um, when this all came about, because I know it wasn't like last week or anything. This has been a uh, thing for a little bit now. But, um, you know, and then as far as I've heard, uh, Dove has been going through the same thing. Um so that's 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 unfortunate, you know. It's um, you know, it, but it's very weird to me also that they've uh, that they would advertise something like that, you know, because most of the commercials are pretty harmless, you know. It's uh, it'll be something like this, where it's easy. Is dry skin holding you back? Set yourself free with Nivea Extended Moisture Body Lotion. It moisturizes twice as long as Durgan's Ultra Healing claims. Now a better value with twenty five percent more in every bottle at the same price. Extended Moisture from Nivea. See, there's nothing wrong with that. They're just trying to, you know, but that's one of their uh, innocent ones, their harmless ones. It's, uh, you know, just talking about moisturizing your skin if you have dry and, you know, you want to, uh, if it's dry and you want to, uh, you know, give it some moisture and whatever. So it's, so they, they never really advertise on that uh, sketchy side, but um, but people have been wondering and it's been stirring a pot why um Nivea and Dove in particular those two companies have been trying to um tell black women to kind of turn white you know I, I can't say it's black uh, I can't say it's men because uh Nivea and Dove they're kind of female products so I you know I say black women I'm not like segregating men and women but it's kind of more talking to women uh, so it, you know these why are they trying to get people to change their skin color um, you know, for me, I'm even if I was a darker skin color, I would not want to be lighter. You know, like however I was born is how I was born, and that's fine. You know, of course, if it's one of those scenarios where, um, you know, I forget what the disease is called, but it's like a, it's like a pigmentation, like a, you know, like I think Michael Jackson might have went through it, and uh, uh, Sammy Sosa. I don't think Sammy Sosa even went through this pigmentation, but he is like a ghost now. 
he used to be, you know, a really dark-skinned, um, I believe he's from the Dominican Republic. Um, he used to be dark-skinned, and now he is like a ghost, maybe even slightly pink, if you if you would say that. So, uh, you know, I, I don't know what direction people are trying to take this stuff, but, uh, you know, a lot of the posts I have been seeing, oh, actually, I guess it was pretty recently. Some of the articles I'm going through trying to get news up about it, it's, um, you know, some of them are only from like a week ago, if that. Some of them are from two days ago, 20 hours ago. So I guess this is going to be a thing that Nivea is going to have to deal with. And, um, you know, since this surfaced with Nivea, everybody was kind of like, look over there, Dove is doing it too. So now Dove has gotten brought into this whole debacle of uh, trying to give people visibly lighter skin and uh please please don't buy this product however you look however you are right now you're fine stop do not buy this product it is pointless it it has it has a very weird agenda for me just uh don't don't give into it don't give into it anyways uh moving on did you guys hear and this one I'll, i'll put up pictures to give you a better idea um Wow, this plane is coming over with fury. With, like, fury. Like, it's going to drop bombs or something. It's, like, flying really low. Oh, boy. What am I going to do with these planes, you guys? Anyways. um, Did you guys hear? Uh, And I know this one is from a little bit ago also. But I guess the other one was more recent. I just thought it was from a while ago. Um, There's a thing going on. And I will post pictures, like I said of um, Ryan Gosling and Macaulay Culkin. They have this thing going on where, I guess, Ryan Gosling was seen wearing a Home Alone shirt. It was like Macaulay Culkin when he was a child, one of those white shirts with the black and white image in the middle. So Ryan Gosling is seen walking out of a car or something with that shirt on. So what Macaulay Culkin does, and if nobody's seen Macaulay Culkin nowadays, because he was pretty much only a child actor, if nobody has seen Macaulay Culkin recently, he kind of looks like he should have been in Nirvana in the 90s or something. You know, it's a, he, he really looks like a grunge-era type of child, and uh, he's still living up to that. I don't know if he's doing better with the drugs and all of that, but, you know, and I know Ryan Gosling has good head on his shoulders, so I'm not worried about him. But, okay, so Macaulay Culkin, uh, in response to Ryan Gosling wearing a Home Alone shirt with uh, with himself on it, uh, Macaulay Culkin wears a shirt of Ryan Gosling getting out of the car wearing the Macaulay Culkin shirt, if that made sense. So, yeah, so there's a picture out there. Macaulay Culkin has one of those white shirts on with the black and white an- uh, animation in the middle. And it's a picture of Ryan Gosling wearing a Macaulay Culkin shirt. Ryan Gosling does it one better. He does it again. And this time he is wearing a shirt of Macaulay Culkin wearing a Ryan Gosling shirt that is wearing a Macaulay Culkin shirt. So it, it's like it's totally like shirtception and it gets deeper and deeper. And then I think Macaulay Culkin responded one more time by wearing a Ryan Gosling shirt, wearing a Macaulay Culkin, wearing a Ryan Gosling, wearing a Macaulay Culkin. But I, I honestly, I think this is a great game. I don't want it to stop. Um, when, when, when was the last time they did anything like this? Oh, this is like, like two years ago, a year and a half ago. This is forever ago. So this game is probably over by now. 
Um, and I don't know if anybody's heard of this over the years, but if you didn't or for some reason this glossed over your news, um, I'm bringing it back two years later as news because I think this is a great idea. I don't want it to stop. <laughs> anyways, anyways, um, I'm going to move on because, you know, I just have to post pictures and you guys could see it for yourself, whatever. Um, and then this one is a very, very obvious did you hear. You guys are going to say brand new fucking information, John. Thanks. Did you hear that kids are spending more time on mobile devices than de- devices? <laughs> kids, let's tr- let's try that again, shall we? Take two. Take two, everybody. Quiet on the set. Quiet on the set. Did you hear that kids are spending more time on mobile devices than ever before? Surprise, surprise, right? It's not really. Um, you know, I guess they're saying that kids are spending more time on mobile devices, but like that's not even anything that you have to do research for. You can go outside and see that these 10-year-olds have better equipment or better technology than what I work with. So and it make and it makes me sad. It pre- it knocks me down a peg when I'm sitting here with the iPhone 6 and uh, you know, you have those 10-year-old kids walking around with iPhone 8s and whatever, you know, what have you. So uh, you know, and they're saying that Oh, boy. Okay, equipment malfunction. I'm just going to hold this while I wrap up the segment. Um, My scissor mount just fell. So clearly I don't have all the equipment down pat yet, right? Right? That's why I need help. Ken, get your ass over here to help me. (laughs) I'm lucky I caught it. I like I kind of saw it tilting and I was like, oh, God, it was like coming towards my face. And then I just, you know, reaction caught it on its way down. I used to be a goalkeeper in high school, so I I do have uh, pretty quick reactions. But um, all right. So to get back onto the topic, as I'm just holding the scissor mount in the air, um, kids are spending more time on mobile devices. They're saying that kids uh, under the age of nine are spending more than two hours per day in front of various screens, whether it be TV, uh, iPad, phones, whatever. Um, so, you know, it's is, – is it shocking? I mean, I don't know what, what's this going to do for the development of kids in the future. You know, I mean, we could be making them smarter by making them, you know, challenge their brains more mentally through technology, or we could be making them dumber and lazier um, – I feel like it could literally swing either way um, at this point. There's no, there's no telling which way it's going to go with, uh, with the next generation of kids. I know, um, you know, like Gen Xers and all of them have a uh, severe habit of blaming everything on millennials and that we don't do nothing or we don't want nothing or no goals or blah, blah, blah. I've, we've, I've, I've heard it all before. But, you know, to make the argument for millennials, to be fair – you know, the cost of a car has gone up. The cost of a house has gone up. The cost of monitoring a phone or having a phone, you know, well, I guess has stayed the same really because phones are still from like the 90s. But, you know, it's it, it was weird. You know, back then, the salary that people were making, you know, baby boomers, Gen Xers, whatever, the salaries that they were making back then, you know, let's in, in retrospect to a car, you know, so they would make probably like two years worth of salary and have enough to pay for a car and then some. Me working two years in a row, saving every single penny, might be able to get me a car. You know, it's uh, it's it's close just because of the insurance that has to come onto it and uh, the payments and the interest. 
it's it's a lot it, it really is a lot and it's the same thing for the houses the house the housing bleh, bleh, the housing market has shot up another plane coming over that's fine uh, the housing market has shot up and it like has almost like tripled the value of homes so back then you could buy a house for 60 70,000 now you know you will struggle to find one under 200,000 you know what i mean it's uh, it's tough, you know, and before what used to take you two, three years to save up to pay for is now taking you 10 to 15 to save up and pay for. And uh, it's just it's bizarre to me. It's bizarre to me that like people don't realize that. And, you know, in some aspects, how, you know, if we make 20,000 a year, people who are making 15,000 back then, you know, even less than, per year than us are are being better off because the house that they want. It will only take them three years to pay for as opposed to nowadays where it would take you a solid maybe minimum of seven unless you have a really good job. And, you know, the the good jobs are are getting fewer and fewer. They're getting more scarce. So, you know, it's just something to think about. It's just something to, you know, give millennials a break on, you know. But the one thing I will not give millennials a break on is their uh, I don't know, their. I guess their desire to be famous or their, you know, I mean, it's, I, I, I'm one to talk, right? I'm sitting here doing a podcast that I'm trying to get, get out there a little bit more. So I'm kind of being hypocritical, but you know, it's just, it's that way of thinking, you know, there I've watched YouTube videos of people trying to go viral by doing something stupid, like jumping on top of cars or ruining someone's food in the food court. And then somebody wants to beat them up or whatever. And it's like, well, yeah, because you want to get famous by like stepping on somebody or you want to get famous by causing destruction i'm just ignoring this plane god it's it it sounds like i'm doing this this fucking podcast from the runway doesn't it like well anyway i mean i know you guys can't see me but i have the little light sticks and i'm just guiding them into the airport right now that's what i'm doing i'm working and working (laughs) but guys it's just something to think about it's uh you know to give millennials a little bit of a break but at the same time stay tough on them on us, uh, you know, because we don't, things cost more now than they did back then for you guys. So we have to work a little bit harder to get those basic things. But at the same time, we don't necessarily want to work harder. Not all of us are dedicated to our work and our craft. And um, so everybody thinks that they could just open up their video on, on their cell phone, make some viral video, get famous and never have to work a day in your life. That's not how it works. So there's there's two sides to every coin. I feel like I've said that before, but there is two sides to every coin. I'm just the objective piece to it all. So it's just something to think about, you know. Um, you know, so that's pretty good for segment one. I'm going to take a little bit of a break. You know, my arm's getting tired from holding this scissor mount up. <laughs> it really is. I'm kind of like trying to prop it on to, onto my armchair, but it's not really working out that well. But uh, when I come back... I'm going to be talking about my time that I was spending at Halloween Horror Nights. Me and Baby went a couple more times, did some more things, got some um, audio, uh, got some reactions to, to things, and um, and I got a weird photo. I got a weird, weird photo, you guys, on my way out of Halloween Horror Nights at like 1.32 in the morning last night. I saw something crazy that I'm going to have to explain to you guys as best as I can. Stick around. I will be right back in one minute. Thanks.
Hey guys, it's John. Just wanted to let you guys know real quick. If you go to facebook.com slash funny to informing, you guys will be able to interact with us a little bit. Um, if you guys have any messages for us that you guys want us to convey onto the show, we can do that for you guys. Or if you guys just want to pop in and say hi, that's the way to get a hold of us. And we hope that you guys keep enjoying everything that we're doing. funny to informing i'm john and um you know in this segment i wanted to talk a little bit about halloween horror nights um that was going to happen either way but it's uh it's a kind of exciting for me because there was some crazy shit that happened the last couple of times we went the last two times specifically me and baby and uh it was just really really wild and it was a lot of fun um you know it always is but um you know this episode's for Friday, so I went yesterday, Thursday, and then the day before on Wednesday. Uh, and then, you know, that's just what I prefer because it's never really all that crowded. But, um, you know, and we did – so far, we've done pretty much every house except Saw, the movie Saw. And then um, there's, like, one. It's called, like, Dead Waters or something like that. It's a pirate ghost one, a haunted pirate, whatever. And – excuse me and then we did um we did all the other ones so that's uh that was cool and um it was a lot of fun you know again it wasn't too busy so we were able to do a bunch of things uh men in black the mummy uh the harry potter ride uh so it was cool and um you know this is the last year for bill and ted which uh once we got out of the bill and ted show um i am planning on going back at least one more time to bill and ted but uh, this, uh, me and Baby, you know, we kind of started off the night doing that because we didn't want to, um, you know, d- dedicate too much time later in the night to it, you know, in case we were a little bit tired or whatever, which we weren't. It was fun all around. But uh, damn plain. But um, this, the we actually got some recordings of our reactions. So I'm just going to call, you, you know, call this segment HHN Reactions or whatever. Um and this was our initial reaction leaving the Bill and Ted show. Well, we we already did the uh, the Bill and Ted the Bill and Ted show, last one ever. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. It was really emotional at the end. What was your favorite part? Because it was still funny, despite being emotional. You just kind of put me on the spot there, babe. Your I favorite part? Well, I liked Sean Spicer with the, the fidget spinners. Oh, that was so pretty good. Mine, pretty good. It, it, if you haven't seen it, it'll make sense, I guess, But because you're not even allowed to record there. No, no, not at all. Not even but, a so, Okay, so anything. your favorite cannot be Sean Spicer's fidget spinners, but what was your favorite? I mean, I don't know. There was a bunch of, you know, sexy people dancing. That's sexy people nice. dancing. <laughs> Every year, they always got the sexy people yeah, they, dancing. They That's definitely the best. amped up the sexy people dancing this year. That's the best part. Well, yeah, so last year, so they got to go hard. Yeah, men but, and women, they don't discriminate. Yeah. And I think after this, we're going to make our way over to Men in Black. I'm going to school you again. Yeah, yeah, okay. Wait. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I'm still um, that I'm still sad that this show is going out the door. Um, it's been nothing but extremely entertaining all the years it's come out. The uh, the puns, the pop culture that they hit, they hone on. Um, from everything over the past years, from making fun of Avatar and Disney to Charlie Sheen and his craziness 
to, um, you know, this year, like I just said, that my favorite was Sean Spicer. Uh, you know, it's, just, it's always good material that they have. And uh, it's a little edgy. Um, and then, of course, they have like the dancing people like Baby mentioned. Uh, it, it's always been a theatrical event. I don't know why they're ending it. I don't know what made them come to that conclusion, which because it, it is very disappointing to me. This is this is one of the things to look forward to at Halloween Horror Nights every single year. You know, you can't go wrong. Excuse me. You know, you can't go wrong with the Bill and Ted show. So it was a little bit disappointing for me to see it end. Um, and we were able to watch a little bit of the Academy of Villains, which I am going to go back and plan to watch the whole thing. We didn't watch the whole thing. You know, it's only like 15 minutes long. So I don't know why we didn't watch it all. I think we just wanted to move on to something else. And, uh, you know, so this was um, our reaction to Academy of Villains and, you know, somewhat comparing the two. Okay, so we just finished um, watching the Academy of Villains. Yeah. How did you like that? I thought it was pretty cool. I liked the music. I liked the dancing. Yeah. We only we only stayed to see the painter. He was he was good, but we didn't really see the end. So. Well, it's, yeah, because it's only 15 minutes, but we stayed about seven or seven eight minutes in. Yeah. Uh, it, to me, it was a little bit repetitive. It had some really talented just a acts. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, they had talented acts. The oh, speed. Yeah, the people were very talented. Absolutely. Yeah, it was the speed painting, and then uh, the contortionist. Contortionist. Yeah. <laughs> or contort. You corrected me. Contortionist. <laughs> And uh, walking through a scare zone right now. But, yeah, so that was cool. But I prefer Bill and Ted. That's just me. I prefer the humor and all the dancing and stuff. Right, there's dancing and humor in that All right, I'm going to pay attention because we're walking through a scare zone. So. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, for me, it, um, you know, it, I, I am assuming that they're using Academy of Villains because this one's kind of towards the front of the park and then Bill and Ted's in the back corner. Uh, to me, it's kind of just one of those things that, um, you know, they're going to use to replace Bill and Ted. So maybe next year Academy of Villains will be where Bill and Ted was or, you know, I don't know how they're going to exactly do it. But, um, you know, the whole show was the same group of people. They really didn't seem to leave the stage. They all had their own talents. You know, like like I said, there was a speed painter, uh, a contortionist, which I think uh, when we were there last night, uh, I was buzzing and I, you know, said distortionist or something like that. And my, my girl is like, no, it's contortionist. Get it right. You dumbass. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, right. Of course. <laughs> um, so, no, but you know what? It, it was a good show to a lot of talented people. But um, when me and baby were talking about it, we just kind of acknowledged that it was cool to watch. But Bill and Ted are always fun. Uh, a little bit more interactive and engaging with the audience. So I, it, Bill and Ted is just more fun to me. But Academy of Villains may or may not be cooler. So to give them the benefit of the doubt. Um, and then, of course, with the Bill and Ted show, uh, since it's the last uh, time they're doing it, the the very end was it did get emotional. It did get emotional. I almost wanted to cry because I've seen them probably like 10 years in a row at this point. So it, it sucks to see them go. It sucks to see, you know, they had the same actors. Bill and Ted were the same people for a long time there. Really talented, mother furious. And, um, you know, so it, it, it got extremely emotional. But, uh, you know, and then while we were at Halloween Horror Nights, we decided to, um, you know, start to take it easy. Uh, we went and, you know, we did Bill and Ted. And then we went to, like, um, Men in Black, you know, like I mentioned. And, you know, we did some of the older rides. And, uh 
you know, me and baby competed against each other. She's been getting closer. She wants to, uh, she wants to beat me at men in black, but I just know some of the good spots. I know how to run my score up, but you know, so that's just the way it goes sometimes. But also, um, you know, something happened. We left men in black and we were going into the ash versus evil dead house or something. I forget the name of it, but I guess there's this guy ash where he fights off, you know, dead beings, but uh, we were waiting in line into that house, and we decided to react to Men in Black. But something happened before we went to the Ash versus Evil Dead house, which I want to bring to everybody's attention because it was amazing. Check it out. We're in line at one of the houses. What, what house is this? Ash versus the Evil Dead. Ash versus the Evil Dead. We're in the Ash versus the Evil Dead house. We uh, we got out of Men in Black, and what happened? I beat your ass, right? Okay, but not like by like a lot, a lot. Not no 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 yeah. That's a that's an aggressive way to put it. But <laughs> okay, so yeah, but I still beat you. So you're you but you're getting you closer and closer I am every time. Closer. We both missed that damn button though. Cl- Yo yeah, both of us missed the bonus, still and we still the won the cards, average. So, yeah. yeah, and then we went to. Uh, Go to the clown scare zone, right? We went to the clown scare zone, yeah, finished our beers, went to go smoke a cigarette, and who did I run into? Samantha from Semantics. What the fuck? Her and her husband, uh, Travis. Oh, okay. From, yeah, Travis, he's on the show also. But he does Melodic Dissident, which is like a music group in town. I've heard of them, actually, yeah. 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 Yeah, so now we're going to go through this house. Oh my god. We're going to see how it is. Here we go. Probably go through a little couple more scare zones. It's getting late, so. It is getting but late. But for a Thursday, not, not crowded. Bad. Yeah, not crowded at all. So that's good. But all right, so we'll see you guys after we potentially die. Have a good night. Oh, I should have a good night. <laughs> this is it for me. <laughs> Yeah, so did everybody get that? Isn't it a small world? You know, we were talking about Men in Black, da-da-da-da-da, this and that, and then we go to smoke a cigarette at one of the smoke breaks, and we sit down, whatever, by by one of the scare zones watching people go by, and then I look over to my right, and I see a Swervy Jones shirt. Swervy Jones show, it's a podcast local to Orlando, uh, Central Florida. And so I'm like, wow, you know what? The podcast mafia is real. I'm sitting here telling my girlfriend, like, look at the support, Swervy Jones. It's a show around here. Love it. Then I start hearing this voice. It was very dark where we were smoking the cigarettes. So I just hear this voice. It's a a female. And, you know, it sounds kind of, you know, uh, I've heard it before. I know that for sure. And then I look over and I still can't see because it's in the dark. But I just know by voice that it is Samantha Har from Semantics. And, you know, she's talking about her show. And, um, you know, if nobody's familiar with Samantha, she's from Semantics, a podcast local here to Central Florida. And she's also on the most popular podcast in the state of Florida, Tom and Dan. She uh, will sometimes sit in there as a personality. Tremendous talent. Uh, Her husband, Travis, also tremendous talent from Melodic Dissident. Um, I got to meet both of them. They were sitting there in the dark. I was lucky I summoned the balls to go over there to say hi because I could have went over there and it wouldn't have been Samantha, you know, and I've never met her in person. This was the first time, but um, it is a small world after all. I was like a slightly starstruck for one, you know, they're, they're a very popular 
um, gang over there at Semantics and, you know, Samantha and Travis, very popular. So I was kind of starstruck. You know, I was sitting there maybe 10 times uh, as the night developed. I'm like, what are the fucking odds? What are the odds that we run into them? You know what I mean? Like, geez. And um, Samantha was nothing but nice, nothing but nice. She actually, like, acknowledged my show. She showed me that, you know, she subscribed to it. I'm obviously subscribed to her. That was a sh- that was obvious. Um yeah, and she was just really accepting, and uh, it's just another, um, I guess, uh, re- reiterating that the podcast mafia uh, stay strong. They they stay strong. It was awesome to see you, Samantha. Awesome to meet you, Travis. Um, you guys are awesome in everything that you guys do, and uh, I just got I just got to let you guys know that you guys made my night by me running into you by accident, uh, and I'm really glad that that happened. But that wasn't even the craziest thing that happened at the night. It, the craziest thing actually happened on our way out. But, um, you know, I want to play a little bit of a clip for, for you guys, which um, we were sitting by the Purge scare zone. The Purge, they're auctioning off humans and, you know, they're, they're going around, you know, but being chaotic. We're sitting down and we uh, just get a little bit of a reaction of us as we wind down the night, still before the craziest thing happens. So here's a little clip of that. Well, all in all, I would say it was a pretty good night. Yeah, right? I think so. I think we got a lot in again. We always do. Well, we always yeah. Find the shoreline. I prefer to go Wednesdays and Thursdays uh, as opposed to the weekend. Oh boy, there's motorcycles coming because we're in the purge scare zone, right? We're in the purge scare zone, yeah. So there's probably going to be motorcycles in a second that you'll hear in the background. Motorcycles but, and some chainsaws. Yeah, because we were just going to go because it's by the Mummy at Universal Studios. We were just going to do the Mummy. You know, try to see if The Shining, that haunted house, was open, uh, like a short line, and then make our way out of here. It was a good day. Here they come. Oh, Lord. There's like 15 of them coming down the street. Squad. Yeah. So that's been the chaotic, eventful night that we've had. That pretty much sums it up. So I hope you guys enjoyed some of our coverage. <laughs> how cool was that though that was uh you know we were sitting there and then the motorcycle started coming by and like the whole purge scare zone was coming up the street you know honking their horns and riding their motorcycles and you know trying to scare us uh it was cool and uh you know that's just where we decided to wind down our night watching some people get scared and the purge scare zone to me is the best one if you guys haven't gone over yet or plan to go to the go through the purge scare zone and just kind of look around a little bit, you know, so maybe make sure you stay in there. But um, OK, so then 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 we leave and it gets really wild. There's a photo up on funny informatives. I'll try to post the photo up a couple more times. But and it was right next to my car. I'm sitting there walking to my car in the parking garage and somebody hollers out to me from their car. A couple of spaces down. Hey, hey, hey! You seeing this? You seeing this? So I look. I look over. And there's a. There's a. Well, I see two people laying on the floor. One shirtless on the far side of me, and then a guy on the near side of me. And I see like you know a woman's purse. And sorry for popping the mic. I see a woman's purse or whatever. And then um, so I go to drive. I think nothing of it. I'm thinking, oh, there's just two bros sitting down, like laying, you know, waiting for their girl or, you know, whoever, waiting for their ride. 
And then I go to pull away or whatever, and I go around the pole because I couldn't see the one guy. And uh, I go around the pole, and it is a female. It is a female. She's got no shirt on, and her pants are down. Her pants are down. Okay, so I'm thinking, holy shit, this must have got a, be, like this must have been a wild time for them. And it's about 1.30 in the morning, so, I mean, if they're tired, they're tired. But this is how I knew they were fucked up. Security comes, uh, you know, I, I'm, i like, slowly pulling away at this point. I, one, want to get a picture of the buffoonery. And then, two, um, the, the security came up, so I kind of wanted to see what happened. The guy gets woken up by the security. And then when he gets woken up by security, he stands up, takes five, six steps backwards, monitoring his balance he's got his hands flailing falling backwards step 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 and boom right back onto the ground literally like shaking the whole floor of the parking garage like that's how hard he hit the ground they're trying to get his girlfriend up or whoever she is gimp as limp she is limp as a gimp as a dimp on a mimp she is like not not acknowledging not responding nothing so you know, and then I decide to snap a picture and pull away. And I, and I, right when I snap the picture, this guy like is like mid fall. He is like falling down. You know, and uh, it, it was crazy to me. And then I wanted what I wanted to know was every little bit of the backstory. How did this girl's pants get down? How did they get down? Where is her shirt? And what made them so tired that they decided to fall asleep right in the middle of the parking garage? Like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? So I know that there was probably drugs at play because you don't just do that. You know, and I don't know where their ride is or how they got this far down the parking garage. Did they just decide to give up and say, we'll sleep here. No one's going to do anything. Or, you know, maybe they were fucking. Maybe they were having sex and then, you know, got tired, rolled over, took a nap, went to sleep, whatever. And if, I mean, honestly, they should feel blessed if they didn't get a ride downtown. If they didn't end up at 33rd last night, they are very lucky if uh, the security guy just woke them up and told them to step on. But I have a feeling that it didn't end so well for them just because of their incoherence. And it was extremely entertaining. I'm definitely going to have to put the photo up like one or two more times. Um, I kind of wish I had more of a backstory for you all. God damn it. It was so crazy because it was like, like, there's so many factors that have to like, like happen there's so many things that have to happen that factor into why they're there at the parking garage her with her pants down with no shirt him sweating bullets like getting up and falling down um and i just i do not know how many things have to go wrong for you to be in that exact situation i snapped a brilliant photo i was so proud of myself because i timed it perfectly um you know, and I don't know them, and I, I know they don't listen to this show, so I'm not putting anybody on blast, so I'm definitely putting it out there. But uh, that was a hell of a way to wrap up the night. Who the fuck is texting me? That was a hell of a way to wrap up the night, though. And, um, you know, I, even, even if I was pretty tired leaving, uh, I wasn't after seeing that. I was, I was very wide awake the rest of the way home. Just because I, I kind of felt blessed, you know, I was buzzing and, you know, in my own world, you know, a little tipsy. And then these guys and this guy and girl are, you know, foobar way beyond my point 
of uh, coherence. So uh, that was crazy. I just wanted to share a little bit with you guys about that. Um, Halloween Horror Nights was a lot of fun. We did a lot. We might get a little bit more content, maybe catch the last Bill and Ted show, be the very last audience on the last show on the last day. But, uh, you know, other than that, I, um, I don't really have much to add. It was a lot of fun. The scare zones are awesome. Um, you know, I'm, I have so much fun going with baby, even if it's just me and her, we, you know, we move around the crowds pretty nicely. And like I said, a couple of times going on Wednesdays and Thursdays are so much better than going on like Sundays or Fridays, you know, so, uh, well, I am, um, going to start scooting on out of here. Um, I hope by next week. I'm um, hoping to have my buddy on, Sergio. He was here once before um, prior to him going to Cuba. And so I I want him to come in and tell us how Cuba was. And uh, it is the month of October. And if anybody knows what October is, one, it's breast cancer awareness. But two, it's the baseball playoffs. You know, it's the hunt for October, MLB postseason. (coughs) Excuse me. So, um, yeah, and then, you know, of course, the NBA uh, tipped off and the NHL tipped off so uh and then the nfl is a couple almost halfway through so there's going to be some things to talk about next week and um you know hopefully sergio can come on and i can talk about my south korea uh issue that i that i missed content on and then he can tell us about cuba which i'm not planning on missing this content i'm going to get it for you guys and we're going to find out how it's uh what's going on over there um after all the natural disasters But uh, thank you guys for listening. I really do appreciate it. I'll be back on Monday. Um, Yeah, thank you guys. Everybody take care. I will see you guys at the end of the weekend.